Welcome to So I Was Watching, a podcast about the TV shows and films that are on my watch list, combined with commentary on the real-life social themes within the narrative. After each lesson, you'll leave with a TV show or film to add to your watch list, along with a conversation to have with your innermost circle. I'm your host, Amber Dover, and it's time to unlock your curiosity. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of So I Was Watching Podcast. Here we are at the end of April. Can you believe it? It went by so fast. We are about to be three episodes in in this podcast. Again, I thank all of you who have been listening so far. I greatly appreciate all of the support. Now, before we get into the show that's being highlighted this episode and the topic I will be discussing with my guests later on, I want to take you down a little rabbit hole of becoming a Marvel fan. In the height of the pandemic, I feel like we were all trying to find ways to keep ourselves occupied and keep ourselves from going crazy during the initial lockdown and I've always been a TV buff I really am just so fascinated with television and film I could watch it all day and never be bored with it so I was going through my watch list of shows that I have not yet gotten to and wanted to give a try and Parks and Recreation was on that list and like most people it took me until season two to really get into the show But by the time I was finished, I was like, okay, I think I'm in love with the show. And I immediately watched it again from the beginning and I was obsessed. So one thing about me is I have such a compulsive nature with things that I really, really like. And when I do really like something, I just want to consume every ounce of it. So with Parks and Recreation, I was infatuated with the cast, specifically April and Andy, played by Chris Pratt and Aubrey Plaza. And that led me into a Chris Pratt phase. So as I was going through his filmography, that took me to Guardians of the Galaxy. After I got into the Guardians films, I started watching all the films from the beginning of the MCU. And then I got obsessed. So being a fan now, that led me into watching anything that Marvel puts out. So I was watching WandaVision on Disney+. And it stars Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany as the characters Wanda Maximoff and The Vision. I'm not going to bore you getting into too many details about the whole series because if you're really not into Marvel, you're really not going to care. The biggest thing that the show focused on was grief and the stages of grief and how Wanda was grieving not only current trauma but past trauma that she really was holding on to for a long time. And that led me to thinking about grief in general and how people hold on to it and not really knowing what to do with it. So I was able to contact my guest, Kelly Buffalo Taylor. She is a bereavement counselor and an EFT practitioner. Kelly is also the creator of the Bereavement Healing Box, which helps people during their bereavement journey. During our chat, we talked about the difference between grief and bereavement, how you can help someone who might be going through the grieving process. And she gave her opinion on a profound quote from WandaVision that went viral on social media. I want to put a trigger warning in place before going into the commentary part of this podcast for those who have lost a loved one and are still experiencing the grieving process. I'll be right back with my conversation with Kelly Buffalo Taylor.
Kelly, thank you so much for joining me and being on this podcast episode. I greatly appreciate it, especially on a subject as sensitive as grief. I thank you for your willingness to share your story and even speak on this topic and share expertise. So thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. I'm honored. Oh, thank you. So let's start with your journey because you have such a bittersweet journey that stemmed from tragedy and now you created this beautiful business out of it so if you're, if you're willing to share can you talk a little bit about how you became a counselor yes. um in 1999 I lost my very young husband at the age of 30 wow. uh, who went to the hospital to have a kidney transplant which they do that every day mm-hmm. and resulted in us having to file a malpractice lawsuit because they um didn't close him up properly and he died as a result of sepsis I was 31 didn't know what to do with myself I was a young mother I'm like what no one looked like me at the time in my circle and everybody was just like you know well what 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 are you doing why are you doing that and you know it was so judgmental Mm. who are you talking to and you know what you're buying because I had a lawsuit we were smart we had life insurances on both of our jobs plus an additional policy so at a very young age I had a lot of money and a dead husband basically and a daughter so I bought a house because I thought it was a dream we always wanted so I, I bought a house I went back to school and I was going to be a social worker and my degree is in health and human services. So it wasn't social work, but um, I dove into death and dying and everything related to thanatology and the study of death. And after that, I ended up getting a certification in grief counseling, which gave me eight years at a funeral home, working with people as they bereaved their loved ones. Right. I made a basket uh, because I thought I wanted to do some more and what would I like? So I created this basket that was shipped all over the United States. And then one day uh, I was going down the street and I can remember this day so vividly because it was a beautiful fall day. I love the beginning of fall. Me too. And my <laughs> were down and the Jay-Z joint was popping and I was, just, you know, uh, whatever the Jay-Z was, the song. And then I got a call from the funeral director saying, hey, can you go back to the funeral home? Someone just lost their daughter. We need you to take the information because they were really molding me to be a funeral director. Okay wasn't my choice I didn't want that but I went back because I had just locked the funeral home up had to open the funeral home up and meet these people where they were mind you I'm bopping down street just five minutes ago and I'm like you know what I'm happy now I quit and I walked away from that and started working in the public relations field and had success in that area and then one day I realized I still had some of my own healing to do Mm. and I discovered EFT emotional freedom technique. And after I went through the training and became a certified EFT practitioner, God like said, hey, everything you need, you already have. Mm, Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm going back into grief. And I started making these boxes. I am now working with the Trayvon Martin Foundation. I'm going to donate 50 boxes to the Trayvon Martin Circle of Mothers Foundation in May. So yeah, anything dealing with grief and bereavement, I don't shy away from it. And I love your topic because every time I see stuff on television, I'm like, hit, pause, record. Mm -hmm, Yeah. And like, how are they dealing with this? What did they say? Oh, okay. Sometimes well, that, I agree, sometimes I don't. <laughs> well, that's, that perfectly leads into the next question I have for you. Have you seen a good depiction of grief 
on television or on film. I feel like everybody knows about the stages of grief, but it's kind of hard to recognize like if you yeah. see if you really see it in person. So have you seen anything depicted well on television? Lately, I've been really into this show called This Is Us. Okay, yeah, yeah. I have. So you know, and it's it starts with the mother and father having these babies. She loses one of her triplets. They take in this this uh baby that was abandoned right. and then they grow up. The father uh, is does this heroic effort to go back into the house to save a dog, and right. then he dies. And so they keep going back and back. And the family they have this turmoil, and it's grief, you know. Yeah. And dad didn't like you, and and you did this, and then you, so yes, I think they're doing an excellent job okay. of showing us how it never goes away. Wow. The mom is now dying and she's supposed to be at this age and the disease that she has, but they're still in their 40s grieving the dad who died when they were 10. Yeah. So This Is Us is doing a good job. And you said this is something that kind of like lives with you. And you clearly know that from example, losing your husband, what can an outsider do? Like what's some tips that, you know, if you're a friend, you're a sister, you know, somebody who was grieving, what can you do to help somebody in that position? Well, you can help by, you know, if you don't have money, but you can send them a card. People just want to be acknowledged. Okay. You know, people want want you to recognize that this has happened to them. Mm-hmm. You know, no one knows what it's like until it happens to them. Right. Yeah. So if you can just acknowledge that I have, a, and this is a shameless plug, but I have a brief bundle that mm-hmm. I promote and you can send a card and it'll go out every month for three months. Wow. Uh, after someone loses someone and it just is a simple reminder in your face hey I'm thinking about you hey breathe today people just want to be acknowledged and sometimes you don't know what to say but just say hey I'm thinking of you backstory for me like my sister lost someone very close to her and that was kind of like the first time I have experienced trying to help somebody through a grieving process and I didn't know what to do I didn't know what to say I didn't want to you know I didn't know if it was wrong to mention the guy like I didn't want to trigger her in any way didn't want to push the subject too much kind of remember key dates for her like okay you know this was his birthday you know let me text her make sure she's okay today so was it kind of like along the line of things that people should do okay We're so busy that, you know, a lot of times we don't have time to think about those dates, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, but saying the person's name is so critical. I I always say that the person isn't 
truly dead until no one knows who this person is anymore and the name isn't mentioned anymore so mm. whenever I can say Rodney Kent Buffalo I love that you know mm. because that keeps him alive because his name is being shared right um, so if she talks about him, just listen, you know, right. don't feel bad. It's her wanting to mention him and, and you repeat his name. Right. Say his name for her. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's beautiful. Give me a little goosebumps. Uh, that's, that's beautiful. want to get your opinion on this because we did briefly talk via email about the Disney Disney Plus show WandaVision and it's a Marvel show and the, the Marvel fans love it but it had the backstory of one of the characters grieving and one of the lines that was trending everybody really pinpoint on it was the character Vision said to the character Wanda but what is grief if not love persevering so I wanted to get your take on that and what you thought about that line and kind of dissect that to grieve means you love and you love, and the love never dies, even though the person is gone. Right. The love is still there. You can't unlove this person just because they die. So yes, very profound statement mm. because that's what unfortunately keeps you in grief mm. is the love that you hold. Right. Yeah, definitely a better a better sweet notion. You mentioned mm-hmm. your your bereavement healing boxes. Tell me a little bit more about that and kind of like the process of creating these boxes because I like how on your website you said they are sent with love. Um, I think that's a real good thing that you know dealing with someone who might be grieving. So tell me a little bit about the boxes and what goes into those. Okay, well the box when I designed it, it's like everything that I thought I would have needed or would have mm-hmm. been helpful to me when I dealt with my loss. Uh, it has shea butter, exfoliating soap, and a accompanied lotion. Uh, it has a tea, we call it peace tea, lavender, chamomile, and mint. So it gives you a really nice, not so euphoric, but relaxing right. feeling. It, uh, I have tea, uh, sticks. I have a tea strainer. I have these nice tea cookies um, that you never get enough when you're on the airplane. You know, those cookies <laughs> yeah. they give you on the plane, they're like really good butter cookies. So those are in the box. There's a bath soak that you can either use in your bath or if you want to soak your feet and a candle. So like you can, it's a whole day of pampering if you want to right. do that. Some people like to drag it out, but you get enough to last you a couple of days minus the cookie. Then I also put in information about who you lost. Was it a child, an adult sibling, a parent, or just, you know, a, a friend, a pet, but it, it matches up to whomever you've lost. Uh, then there's a mourner's bill of rights, a mm. card that kind of tells you it's, it's 
you have the right to do X, Y, Z while you're in this process. Uh, I have kind of, I've changed it, but I found this poem online, It's Okay. And then I just made it my own. All these, it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to be happy. It's right. okay to love again. It's okay to forgive yourself. All these things. And I've been, the feedback that I've gotten from other people that have received the box is like, wow, that it's okay. I went through all of those things. I'm yeah. like, yeah, me too. Then I give you a card that just tells you a little bit about me and my journey and how to reach me. And the boxes made some changes. I used to have a white box. I tied a yellow bow, but now I have a box because it's all about branding, you know. It is. <laughs> uh, so the box now has my logo on top. It has on the front of it, the website, and then mm -hmm. inside you open uh, has my tagline, a safe place to heal. is the biggest difference between grief and bereavement? Well, grief could be anything. Grief could be someone broke their foot or they have a broken relationship or, mm. you know, they're sick. It, grief encompasses anything that causes you to feel <clears throat> a lot of any sort. Right. Bereavement is a period of time that you experience after you've lost someone to death hmm. grief but and then you know again grief doesn't have to encompass death it encompasses right. anything that causes you to feel bad okay so so for you like how would you debrief from taking on someone else's trauma like i'm sure like you know you get these people coming to you and they're sharing so many of their stories and i feel like it's not easy to kind of like take yourself out of it especially since you have experienced the loss so how do you kind of debrief from taking in other people's traumatic stories well i go back to leaving that funeral home putting that jay-z on you know okay. i find things to do that i enjoy and i love music so i started my day off because i knew i had to talk about this mm. i started my day off with music but when i'm talking to people i am an empath and i've always been this person who if your head hurts and i'm talking to you i'm gonna leave with your headache and i had to uh when i started my eft working with my mentor had to tell her, hey, I'm, I'm tapping with these people, which is a whole nother topic. I'm like, I'm tapping with these people to relieve them from whatever, mm -hmm. backaches or whatever, sadness. And now I'm feeling horrible. And she's like, you have to learn how to protect yourself. And I talked to my daughter about it, who is an herbalist. And she's like, mom, start tying your head up or have some water or a candle. But you have to have somewhere for that energy to go. Right. You know, I will take on your energy and I don't want it. And then I also, after I'm done with my sessions with people, I kind of, you know, I pray for them. And then I say, you know, and I send this back with love. Mm. I send it back with love so that they're able to compartmentalize it in the best way that they're able. But I just kind of like just have to get it off of me because I take it. 
somebody's dealing with grief right now, especially during the pandemic. We can't be as close as we want to be with people. Any ways to deal with grief in a pandemic? The best way right now is that you're able to reach out to whomever you can trust with your heart. Because I tell everybody, I keep it very real. I don't trust any and everybody when it comes to my grief and my, mm. my, my hurt. Yeah. So identify that person that you can trust with your heart 100% without any questioning. Because you don't want any judgments and anybody judging you. Because Lisa may be over here like, I'm loving this pandemic. I don't want to see anybody. I'm such a, a introvert. I'm cool. Yeah. But then I'm over here like, I need people. So I'm not going to go to Lisa. Right. So find your person. Find something that you want to do or you may have always wanted to do. Maybe it was sewing or maybe, you know, you got some clothes you need to go try on and see what fits, what doesn't fit. And that could be another part of grief because some things might be too big. I mean, <laughs> rather, uh, depending on which way we went. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of creative things have been happening during the pandemic and villages are being created virtually. So mm -hmm. find your village, find some way to connect to some, some outlet. Excellent. So if people want to get in touch with you, they want to know more about your business, where can they reach out? I am I, the letter I heal, H-E-A-L, I heal tap on all social media sites, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, and then iHealTap.com. Excellent. So Kelly, is there anything else you want to add? Any final words, comments, questions? Uh, I just want to say, you know, that it's a, we're living in some very difficult times right now. Take care of yourself. Know when you've had enough and walk away and, and free your mind to do something. Even if it's just putting some ice cubes in your hand, do something <laughs> yeah. to distract your mind from all this happening all the death, the people that have lost people from COVID. Find something to distract yourself. Kelly, I can't thank you enough for your time. It's been so great speaking with you. I think you have such a great take on grief and I wish you much success in your business because I think you are, you are really doing God's work with this. Like, it's, it's a really a blessing. It's my ministry, so thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate you, Amber. Thank you so much. I want to thank Kelly Buffalo Taylor once again for being a guest on this episode and sharing her story. I greatly appreciate it. If you guys want to reach out to me on socials, you can do so at So I Was Watching Pod on Tumblr and So I Was Watching on Twitter. If you have a show or film I should add to my watch list or you have a theme you want to hear discussed, you can email me at So I Was Watching Podcast at Yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll be back next Friday for a brand new episode.